G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Alrighty, so... Has there a church been built at the Bethesda, the Pool of Bethesda? or There has, and it's okay. actually called St. Anne's Church. Right. But it's not built to commemorate anything from the Pools of Bethesda. It's actually built as a commemoration to Mary's mother. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. The story of the man healed miraculously at the Pool of Bethesda is a fascinating one, and it is a story that has led to all manner of misunderstandings. It may not be as we've been led to believe. Actually, it isn't at all like we've been led to believe, and that's probably, okay, I need to sort of preface this a little bit and just acknowledge that talking about this particular subject tends to draw a bit of hate mail, because I, I just... Maybe we should just say, brace yourself, because there may be a few sacred cows are going to get barbecued over the next (laughs) couple of programs. (laughs) It is a fantastic story. It really is. A miracle, an amazing miracle took place there. And so, therefore, it has captured the hearts of us as believers, and and rightly so. The account's in John 5, and it's it's really quite amazing. Well, let's read through it. So this is John chapter 5, verse 1 says, After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse 2, now in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, which in Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porticos. Verse 3 says, in these porticos lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, limping, or paralyzed. Now, verse 4 is missing, which is (laughs) a bit perplexing. Question mark, question mark. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll come back to that. But verse 5 says, now a man was there who'd been ill for 38 years. Right, okay, so that is taken directly from the New American Standard 2020 edition. Now, if you read this particular section, uh, John 5, 1 to 5, if you read it in the ESV, the NIV, you're going to actually discover that verse 4 is missing. Mm. It's not there. If you look at some other translations, like the King James Version, the New King James Version, verse 4 is included, however it is in brackets. And the reason it's in brackets is that verse 4 isn't actually part of the original manuscript at all. Mm. It was added at a later date. All right. Now, I know that you've been to Jerusalem, so maybe you could give us a little bit of a history and geography lesson to understand the context of what we're actually exposed to in this passage. Okay. One of the gates is one of many gates that are in the ancient uh, city walls of the old city of Jerusalem. One of them is called the Sheep Gate. It's also known as the Lion Gate and St. Stephen's Gate. It's known as the Lion Gate because high up on either side of this particular gate, there's these little carvings of lions, but they're Mm. actually leopards. But who can tell? They look like lions, so it's called a Lion Gate. And it's also called St. Stephen's Gate because it's believed that it was when, remember when Stephen made his address Mm -hmm. to the Sanhedrin and he called them out and he gave them a history lesson and they were literally trying to tear their clothes and their hair out. Mm. They 
dragged him outside the city and stoned him to death. Mm. It was believed that it was through the sheep gate that he was taken. Oh, so right. it's now okay. called St. Stephen's Gate, and there is a church just down from the gate because everywhere something happened mm-hmm. or didn't happen or was imagined to happen, a church was built. Yeah, right. All righty. So has there a church been built at uh, Bethesda, the Pool of Bethesda? Or there has, and it's okay. actually called St. Anne's Church. Right. But it's not built to commemorate anything from the Pools of Bethesda. It's actually built as a commemoration to Mary's mother, whose name was Anne. Hannah. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so it's now Church of, of St. Anne. And I've got to tell you, can I just say, the acoustics in that church are probably the best in the entire Middle East. Wow. We always go in there, we always sing, and it's always breathtaking. Wow. It's like the angels <laughs> have just invaded. Honestly, it's nice. really quite something really special. Okay, so the Sheep Gate is on the eastern side of the Temple Mount retaining wall, and it's further to the north than, say, the Eastern Gate or the Gate Beautiful, as it's known, the Golden Gate. The Sheep Gate itself, through which the sheep and animals were brought up to then enter onto the Temple Mount to offer sacrifice, the Sheep Gate is actually not part of the Temple Mount structure itself. Uh, like onto the Temple Mount area where the temple was. When you come into the the Sheep Gate, you turn an immediate left and there's a bit of a courtyard there. And then there is a gate that you can then get onto the Temple Mount Mm. to go up to where the temple was today. It's the Dome of the Rock. Today, you don't enter that way. Unless you're a Muslim, you can come and go there. But if you're not a Muslim, you come onto the other side, Mm -hmm. the western side, you go up a ramp, looking down onto the western wall, you go, that's the entry point only, you leave via this gate and then out through the sheep gate. Mm, But if you don't hang a left to go up onto the Temple Mount structure, you go straight ahead a short distance and you come to a little entry to the Church of St. Anne, which is where the ruins of the Pools of Bethesda are. Mm. So the sheep gate and the Pools of Bethesda are not connected to the temple. Right. They're not connected in any way to temple service. They're, mm-hmm. com- they're completely separate. I guess because a miracle took place there at the Pool of Bethesda, would it be fair to say that you know, Christians believe it is a holy site? Oh, absolutely. They have for centuries and they have wanted to go and visit there. And a lot of times what happens, you think if a, if a particular miracle took place there at a particular time, then maybe if I go, I can have a similar miracle. Mm. There's out in Shiloh, remember how um, Hannah in the Old Covenant, she begged God for a baby and yeah. went and prayed and wept before God. And Eli the priest or Eli came out and said, you're going to have what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a little structure built out there that has been un- uncovered. And any um, Orthodox Jewish couples who are struggling to conceive will often go out there mm. to pray, not because they think there's magic or anything there, but because they feel connected to the fact that a historical event took place to bring about the birth of a child. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm believing for. I'll go where I feel connected. So we're human beings. Yeah, that's right. That's what we do. So back to history. Archaeologists used to believe that the Pool of Bethesda was a fiction because the Bible describes it as having five porticos. So they were looking Mm. for a five-sided structure. But later excavations, they discovered five porticos, just not a five-sided structure. Oh, right. And they realized, okay, the pools of Bethesda are actually a real thing. What they also discovered amongst the ruins was the ancient temple to a Greek god of healing called Serapis. Now, Serapis is connected to maybe a, an offshoot from or just another name for Asclepius, who was a Greek god of healing. Now, you have to remember that Judea, 
when it was first conquered, it was conquered by the Babylonians. And then after that, subsequent invading forces occupied this particular land, including the Greek Seleucid Empire. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hellenization was rampant. Over the whole of the empire, there were over 400 different temples to Asclepius and other Greek gods of healing mm. connected to him, including Serapis. Okay. One of them was in Jerusalem, not connected to the Temple Mount, but quite close to it. Yeah. And it had been there about 100 years before Jesus was born. Right. So that particular area and these particular pools were connected to this pagan Greek god of healing. Part of the ritual um, for getting healing, supposedly, from this Greek god was bathing in the waters, mm -hmm. um, drinking different herbs and potions and things like that as part of their ritual, sleeping in the abattin overnight with prayers and incantations from the priest, allowing snakes, non-venomous snakes to slither all over you. Oh, wow. Creepy <laughs> as, I oh, know, really You'd want to be pretty stuff. desperate, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Votive offerings and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's always got to be money yeah, involved right, money, to appease yeah. the gods. So there was a history and a superstition around that particular site indicating that if a person was there, they would get healed. Now, the symbol of Asclepius was a pole with a snake on it. Mm, okay. Well, that certainly you know, rings of uh, what we read in Numbers where Moses puts the snake up on the pole. Absolutely. And the symbol of the snake was of sin being judged. Mm. And remember, this is really talking about, and pe people just didn't know it, It's because it was a picture towards Jesus. Jesus was alive, but he hadn't actually died on the cross yet. Yeah. But this was a forewarning that sin, that Jesus would become sin for us. He would be hung on a pole. And if we look to him, mm. we can have healing, salvation, deliverance, and freedom. These people will look, these were desperate people. Yeah. And they they would do anything, even hang around a pagan temple. Now we've, I'm going to say, Christianized it. They Judaized it by saying there was a, a, an angel involved. Mm. And they were desperate for healing from any means necessary. Well, next time we'll look at how this uh, legend around the Pool of Bethesda grew and why so many Jews were gathered there. That's next time on Foundation. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.